Hi, Kim Wade here. This snippet is an update for the Kim Wade podcast. Just kind of let you know thoughts that are on my mind and I think you might be interested in. You know, the state of the black community, which is, in Kim's opinion, my opinion, is in a state of collapse. How do we get here? Well, in 1968, upon the death of Dr. King, who I believe was assassinated uh, with the collusion of Reverend Jesse Jackson and others, but that's another show. Needless to say, Dr. King was assassinated in April of 68. Jesse moved to Chicago the next day. He certainly flew to Chicago the next day, ended up moving to Chicago. Jesse became the head Negro in charge of Negroes in this country. I believe he was installed in that position upon Dr. King's death. Dr. King's death was at the hands of the FBI and the CIA's counterintelligence program against the civil rights movement, the black movement in America. Jesse was allowed to implement all the programs that Dr. King aspired, desired, and worked for. But if these programs were so innocuous and not a threat to the government and they allowed Jesse to implement it, why did they kill Dr. King? Because Jesse was malleable. Jesse coveted Dr. King's seat. And Dr. King had the spiritual backing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, God, if you will. And the forces of evil, the white Democrats that ran our society at that time, knew and could not fade the force behind Dr. King. So their solution, kill the king, kill the dream. They killed Dr. King in April of 1968. Jesse was made king of all Negroes. Jesse's job from the counterintelligence program was to remove the spiritual underpinnings of the civil rights movement. And every year since that time, Jesse, through his efforts, had moved the moral compass of the black race, the civil rights movement, at least one degree every year until now we're almost facing due south in our direction as a people and as a movement. Jesse ushered in the era of the selfish Negro, the selfish black leader prior to that time. And I was young enough to know and be at some of the meetings. I was probably 10, 11, 12. I was 12 years old when Dr. King died. And I remember the meetings that I sat in in the back of the room and listened as they talk about us taking over our schools and running our own schools and doing this and doing that. And then the government money started flowing in. W. Clement Stone up in Chicago is one of the uh, financier of many of the food programs that were traditionally monies that came from the pennies and nickels and dimes and dreams of blacks throughout the community to feed the kids in their breakfast programs and lunch programs, et cetera. That money started coming in from the federal government. And once you take the king's money, you take the king's dictates. And that's what happened. The Operation Je uh, Breadbasket, Operation Push that Jesse became known for and associated with, the Rainbow Coalition, all that was, a, was the predecessor created by Fred Hampton, who was killed by the same FBI, CIA, 
counterintelligence program that killed Dr. King. And who pushed those programs after the death of Fred Hampton and Mark Clark? Jesse Jackson. Now, this is not a uh, to talk about Jesse in particular, but it's to point out the fact that he ushered in the era of the selfish black leader. Back then, those people sacrificed, even with their lives, even with their fortune, even with their honor. And what did Jesse sacrifice? Nothing. He's been riding the gravy train since that time. But it's not just him. Look at the quality in the, of the black leaders since that time. They've gotten more and more selfish. We have more resources at our disposal now and getting less done. We were making bricks out of straw back when we were Negroes. But since we become black, since we become African-Americans, we're at each other's throat and we're doing less with more. The schools we took over are now some of the worst schools in the nation. And we're in charge of everything as far as the eye can see. We're in the paint, if you will, and we can't score. We're self-checked with no opposition around us. What is going on? It's the selfish black leader. And I would go as far to say, particularly the selfish black Democrat leader. When they were running for office, they had a plan for everything. They had a solution for everything from bad breath to bunions. They were going to fix it. And now we got these Congressional Black Caucus members worth 40, 50, 100 million dollars living off the fat of their positions. And yet when they go back to speak to the community, they can't figure out what anybody wants. They think they want to hear another speech. They think they want to be taken a picture taken with them. That's all that they want. They act like they didn't know anybody from their high school graduating class who could just use a little $10,000 loan to get an auto shop uh, up and running, to get a beauty shop going, to get a, 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 some crop in the ground. Or anything. They can't figure out what people want. But they're down there on the border waving in illegals, passing out checks, paying for cell phone bills, but they can't get reparations for the average black person here in this country. No, they're selfish, and they work for everybody but the black community. So since 1968, the black community has been set up on by black Democrats who are being paid to sell us out. You question what I'm saying? Look around. Why is the failure so uniform throughout the country? Every neighborhood, community, city, county, and state where blacks run things or in large numbers is damn near flat on its back. It's certainly not economically viable. And every year the tax base gets more and more shaky and unable to sustain city services or government services for that political entity. Why? Because of selfish black leadership, leadership that is being, again, Elijah Muhammad told us back in, 19, in the 1960s, in 64 and 68, he made the point. He said the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act was nothing but a scam. The spell of Willie Lynch broke and white Democrats weren't expecting that, so they had to scramble and make do, and they gave a temporary solution called the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act, which they later flipped around and used as a noose, as a bigger box to put us in. So we left one small box and ended up in a larger box. Folks, our future is not in bowing down to Democrats of any color, Republicans of any color. Our future is in the truth, acting on the understanding that we have and those things that have worked down through the years that built the solid oak plantation, excuse me, the solid oak platforms that we all stand on today and benefit from. Back when we were Negroes, we built structures, institutions, and buildings that last 
And now with these new age Negroes, these black Democrats, we can't even get the money to repair them. All our great institutions are falling down or, or closing down. This is unacceptable. We need some no limit soldiers. These young brothers have taken over the rap game and got the entertainment game in a headlock. Why can't these same young brothers take over the political game and put it in a headlock? Folks, we need men. Men who will not bow, bend, or break. We need some no-limit soldiers. And that's your update today. Listen to the Kim Wade Show, Monday through Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Central Time at WYAB.com or TuneIn Radio, Spotify. You can catch this, this podcast on Podbean and anywhere on the Internet. Just type in the name Kim Wade. Later. Thank you for listening to the Kim Wade Show podcast. Tune in daily from 4 to 6 p.m. live on 103.9 WYAB in Jackson, Mississippi for the live and current Kim Wade Show. You can call in at 601-879-0002. We'll see you tomorrow right here on the Kim Wade Show.